Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where OP gets his boss dragged in front of a judge in handcuffs. Our next Reddit post is from Progressive Badger. This was back in the 80s when I was working my first job as a maintenance man at a local hotel. I've been working there part-time since I was 16, and when I turned 18, I got a notice to attend jury duty. I picked a week and I let my boss know. The owner of the hotel, who was always a completely unreasonable jerk to all the employees, found out, and when he saw me in the hallway, he told me that I had to do whatever it takes to get out of jury duty because he needs me at the hotel that week for a large dog show. He says, if I don't show up to work, I'll be fired. When I get to jury duty, I get selected for a week-long trial, and the judge asks the jurors if there's any reason we can't serve on that jury. When they get to me, I'm nervous, I've never been in court before, and I'm too scared to lie. I told the judge that the owner of the business where I work will fire me if I'm not back today, and I have to do everything I can to get out of jury duty or I'm fired. Other than that, I'm fine serving. The judge looks pissed. The judge has me approach the bench, and he asks for the name of the owner, the location, etc. Then the judge hands the court officer a paper and says something to the officer. I'm told to return to the jury box. About an hour later, while they're still selecting the jury, the officer returns with the owner, who's looking visibly shaken, in handcuffs, and he's walked to the front of the judge's bench. The owner is standing in front of the judge. The judge asks the owner questions, which he apologetically tries to worm out of. Then the judge, who looks even more pissed, instructs him that I will be here for jury duty. That I will be here for as long as I need to, and he will not do anything to retaliate against me. And the judge is filing charges, and he's instructing the clerk to check with me regularly, and if for any reason I'm fired or face discipline, then he will hold the owner in contempt and in violation of a court order. And the owner will spend a bunch of time behind bars thinking about how important jury duty is. Then, the judge makes him apologize to me in court. I made it onto the jury and I served the week. I reported back to work the following week. I expected some blowback, but I never got fired. None of my shifts were changed and I got paid for my time in jury. I didn't ask why I got paid. The clerk did check back a few times, and I was told to call their direct number if anything happened. It was awesome, and I was pretty much bulletproof, and I worked until I had enough saved to go back to school. So, apparently, this type of thing is fairly common. Down in the comments, we have this story from Texas Yankee. Some executive fired a woman for going to jury duty because he said it was important that the employees stay at work to produce some press release for the company. When the lady went to jury duty and was visibly upset, the judge got the story and sent county deputies to drag the executive out of the office in handcuffs. The executive got a good lesson in civics and the lady got her job back, but I think that she declined. She got another job pretty quickly. Our next Reddit post is from Repulsive Basil. I used to work as a broadcast technician on a cruise ship. Part of my job was running the passenger TV system and making sure the right thing was on the right channel at the right time. Most of the channels ran pre-recorded programs, but four of them were live channels that we got from a satellite. The ship's satellite dish was supposed to automatically track the satellite as the ship moved, but when the ship would do a 180 degree turn pulling out of port, the dish couldn't keep up, and I'd have to go to the broadcast room to manually retune the dish. That required me to get on the internet and look up the coordinates, which was different depending on where we were on Earth. Without the coordinates, I had no way of knowing which way to point the dish. 
In an effort to save money and bandwidth, one day the cruise company decreed that between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., the ship's internet would be limited to passenger internet cafes and essential crew only. And the broadcast technician was one of the jobs that was not on the list of essential crew. I made a case to the cruise director and hotel director that this would cause problems if we lost a satellite dish during this time, but they were unconvinced. So, I waited. A few days later, as we were pulling out of port around noon, the satellite dish lost contact with the satellite. I sent an email on the ship's intranet to the cruise director and cc the hotel director to let them know that our satellite TV channels were down, and I'd be able to get them back up just as soon as I had access to the internet at 8pm that night. About 15 minutes later, I was cc'd on an email from the hotel director to the IT department that said, Please turn on the broadcast technician's internet access and add them to the essential crew list. Our next Reddit post is from Marvel Chocolate. I worked with this guy who was super smart, never at a loss for words, very funny, and genuinely one of the most professional bartenders I have ever worked with. This was an exceptional night. We worked two people to a station on really busy nights, and this was a busy night, so I had a front row seat to this gym. This greasy douchebag is waiting in front of our station with his elbow on our bar, not facing us. We're getting a little annoyed that he's blocking people getting served, so Sam taps him on his arm. Hey man, you want anything? In a sec, mate, he says as he shoes him off and continues greasing on this drunk girl. My buddy's attitude shifts and he says back, You're blocking people from the bar, man. Shit or get off the pot. This greasy douchebag screws his face up and looks Sam up and down. Give me a coke, he barks. My buddy whips a glass behind his back and catches it in his left hand, puts ice in the glass, puts the glass on the bar, and throws a straw into the glass as he pours the coke from the soda gun. That'll be 250, things, he says as he puts the drink into the till. The douchebag is staring at the drink. What's this? My buddy responds impatiently. A coke, like you asked. That's not what I asked for. If I wanted ice, I would have asked for ice. He pushes the glass back to my buddy. My friend picks up the glass with both hands and did something that I wasn't expecting. He apologized. You are so right. I am so sorry. How stupid of me. Let me fix that for you. Then he grabs the soda gun and pours coke all over the bar counter. The douchebag jerks his arm away, not because he noticed it, but because his shirt was getting wet. His anger was palpable. My friend says, if you wanted an effing glass, you would have asked for one. Then, he throws a straw in the puddle, turns his back, walks off, and flips him the bird. My hero. Our next Reddit post is from I Am Saycat. This happened just before I quit my last job about four years ago. I was working with the largest IT company in my country. It's known for being employee-friendly, with very relaxed working hours, good perks, and good salaries. However, the delivery head of our project, which was my boss, had a totally different outlook. Officially, we were supposed to work from 9am to 6pm, but nobody really stressed about it because clocking in for 45 hours a week was the only expectation. Personally, I like to work late because it would mean less traffic going home, so I'd get to work at about 10 or 10.30. Then, suddenly, the boss man decides to become draconian about punctuality in office hours. Everyone is expected to be at their workstations by 9am! We all complied. Cue malicious compliance number one. 
Now, since I was typically the last person to leave every day, I had voluntarily taken up a few extra technical responsibilities that needed to be addressed only after everyone signed off and after the client was done for the day, which was never before 8pm. As you can guess, things immediately became chaotic when I began leaving at 6pm every day. Needless to say, the boss was helplessly out of his wits and had to stay late himself most nights for a week to wrap up the closing tasks. He always used to leave by 6 before this. He wasn't very familiar with the process and he couldn't get help from the staff because everyone had already left for the day so he was really in a mess. The boss man could have simply just reinstated our old work hours but instead this is what happened one fine evening. He said to me, why are you leaving now? I'm done for the day. It's 6.30. But who will do the technical responsibilities? If I did it, then I'd have to stay for another two hours. Okay, let's take a look here. During the last month, you came to work after 10 a.m. every day. That's 20 to 22 hours that you were supposed to be working when you weren't. I couldn't decide if I should laugh or be infuriated at his nonsensical statements. But I work until 8.30pm every day, so not only are you incorrect, but I actually work 20-22 to 22 hours more for which I should claim overtime payments. Then why didn't you? Anyways, that's a separate topic altogether. From tomorrow on, you're either coming in an hour early or staying an hour late for a whole month to compensate for your deficiency. Cue malicious compliance number 2. At that time, I was preparing for another high-paying job in the government sector that requires an immensely tough competitive exam to be cleared, which would require me to spend a lot of effort and time studying and researching. The exams were due in a month, and I was really struggling because I just didn't have enough time. So I saw this as the optimal opportunity, a kill two birds with one stone situation. I decided to comply. Starting at 8am every day, I would vigorously study and research for an hour without any disturbances, using the company's internet, printer, stationery, and whatever other utilities required, and managed to be ready with my work by 9am. For that entire month, I fueled my exam preparation from the company's resources, and yes, I claimed full overtime payment too. To be honest, a lot of times I used to feel guilty about this, but the pleasure that I got from submitting my resignation after I got that job was indescribable. The best thing about this post, OP, is not only did you win in the end, but this guy lost. Because once you left the office, all that extra responsibility went back onto your boss's shoulders. Our next Reddit post is from Dr. Engine. I used to work in military law enforcement. The best part of this over civilian law enforcement is we can usually get your boss, your boss's boss, or someone who will crush you for being a doofus on the phone very quickly. However, we also have spouses that have no rank or authority, but act as if they do. It was a busy day on a larger base. I pulled a woman over for running a very red light that was not even close to formerly being yellow. She almost caused a multi-vehicle accident which forced several cars to swerve out of the way. We always had to call up info and wait for a response before approaching a car. Sometimes, if the dispatcher was slow, you could sit for 5 minutes before getting that response. This always irritated people and made annoying people even more annoying. After sitting in my car for several minutes as I waited for the information, I finally got it and walked up to her car. I'm OP with military police. I need your license, registration, insurance, and ID card. She screams, why did you pull me over? This is harassment! 
Ma'am, if you give me those items, I'll be happy to discuss this further. This went on a few more times, me asking and her yelling. Finally, she angrily and forcefully handed the documents to me. I already knew where this was going. While I normally don't entertain this stuff, I was bored so I figured why not. Do you know who I am? Who my husband is? No ma'am, I don't. The lady gains this calm sense of victory. My husband is Captain Doofus with so-and-so unit. Well, I'm very sorry for this. If you want to get him on the phone, we'll clear this up and you'll be on your way. So, side note, we have this thing called a blotter. It's a report that goes to the commanding general of every negative thing that's happened. And he reviews the blotter with the unit commanders. Usually, it's a bad day for you if you're on the blotter. And it's not just bad for you, it's also bad for your unit because it makes your unit look bad. What's also funny here is that her husband is just a captain. If you have a pulse, you'll get promoted to captain. Anyways, the woman called up her husband. Honey, some cop pulled me over for nothing. He wants to talk to you. She handed her phone to me and I gave her back her documents. Captain Doofus, this is OP. Your wife ran a red light at such and such intersection, almost causing an accident. She's about to be apprehended for obstruction, her vehicle will be towed, and your name will end up on the blotter. To be clear, there was no way that I was actually going to arrest her for just yelling at me and refusing to hand me over the documents for maybe 20 seconds. I wasn't even going to write her a ticket. I just don't like paperwork. Captain Doofus said, Will you please give my wife the phone back? Her jaw dropped, and her eyes already started to water as I gave her the phone back. From a few feet away, with cars passing by on a fairly busy road, I could hear him yelling at her. My job was done and I went back to my car. Our next Reddit post is from Kara Asha. I'm a former car insurance agent. I had someone screaming at me that if I didn't do what he wanted, then he wanted us to cancel his policy. What he wanted was illegal, so it wasn't happening no matter how much he complained. After he was repeatedly denied, he kept saying to cancel his policy. I told him he really should get new insurance first because my state has mandatory insurance requirements on active registration. But he said to cancel it anyway right now, so I did. Well, a couple of days later, he calls back very pissed because he can't find new insurance and now his driver's license is suspended. Also, he has a court date and he's suspended from his job. He was caught driving without valid insurance, so on top of the normal issues, he now has a very expensive ticket. His job also required a valid license, so he couldn't work until everything was resolved. I warned him, but he didn't listen, so sucks to be you, dude. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow this podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.